Hi everybody, welcome to Geescape, your weekly uh, dose of uh, movies, video games, and comics. I think you got that right. This is, that... is, this is Geescape. <laughs> we uh, present you with the latest news and reviews in the world of movies, video games, and comics. I'm Jonathan London, and every week I'm joined by a brand new guest host. This week, uh, for those of you guys who are familiar with The Voice, it's Benjamin Dunn. Benjamin we Dunn. Not, we have not seen you in a long time, Ben. I know. What have you been doing? I've been working and having uh just i'm in a relationship so that Woo! and work. all right let's hear it another yeah. game in a relationship yeah how long it have, can uh, happen how long has this relationship been going on friend um almost seven months now really? wow almost seven almost months? seven months really okay nice I like how he see and, Brian and the, Brian says really because he's doing the math he's like how long has I been have I been with his sister I guess it happened, Minus. Right, I guess it happened yeah. right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so seven months. Ben's been in this relationship, mm -hmm. and uh, when are you gonna let her go? When am I gonna? I'm kidding. Let her go. I was thinking about when that is she news. gonna let me thinking, go? I was thinking about that news story about the 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 girls who were found in that backyard after oh, yeah. eighteen years. Oh yeah. After eighteen years, those girls. Is were that found is in the that backyard. the same story? Because I read in the newspaper there was a guy like he brought these two women into UCLA. Like to talk about yes. the, is that the same yeah, people? Yeah, and, and somebody got suspicious. About yeah, yeah, yeah. It. The worst part about that story really is that the sheriff, or one of the police uh, officers involved, was <laughs> called to the house to investigate. Blew it off. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so about six months, I think, prior, there was an actual call in to uh, investigate, and the person didn't. He's just, just like, yeah. nah, it's yeah. fine. Man. They're just, uh, they're just camping. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's pretty weird. Uh. So guys, we haven't seen Ben in a long time. We all congratulate any geek on a success of a, of a relationship. I think yeah. a successful geek relationship is really the consummation of the first kiss. I think. I think at that point, <laughs> do we want to? Because 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 as geeks, we agonize so much prior to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then afterwards, I think I think geeks get to that first kiss point, and yeah. and then. After the first kiss, they fucking blow it, and they geek out. They get so excited about that first kiss that then they just blow it, and they kind of become no. But John's annoying. right though. Yeah. Like, in romantic comedies, all this other crap. What's usually the the moment at the end that's the big triumph? Is usually, the you're working kiss. towards the first kiss. Yeah. Right. But but for you, you've you've gone past the first kiss. You're not at seven months. And I don't and, even know uh, how I got to seven months. She is so. She is so forgiving. We love Celeste. Um, <laughs> you dragged her here to Geekscape. She is in the, she's in the other room watching uh, Project, Project Runway. She is not going to be a part of this. Um, uh, don't, don't don't ask to see her. But the thing with you know, we could lure her on. I'm sure she'd love to talk about the first kiss. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> that was in. Mm -hmm. here, here's the thing. I, I remember having hooking up with a girl in high school, uh, and immediately thinking from that point on, you are boyfriend girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, you have you know to get I mean? over that. Yeah, yeah. You, have to you get know over what I'm that. talking about, though, right? Yeah. As soon as you you kiss that girl, you hear you're like, chimes. you're like, oh yeah, we're we're boyfriend but, but girlfriend. Yeah, you and, don't and have my, to work anymore because. And, and as a geek, the... my level of intensity just goes through the roof. Yeah. And I creep the shit out of her. Yeah. And so I remember calling her and just nonstop, and she's like, okay, I gotta go do something now. And I'm like, no, what, what could you possibly have to do? We kissed. And then right. uh, <laughs> ha having her like having her like like call me back like an hour later and be like, you know what, this isn't gonna work. Oh. You know, like like just blowing it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, well, what do we tell people that we're boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, that would be that awesome to go to high school and tell people that you're boyfriend and girlfriend. And then I mean, you know she's, she's like, me. she's like, what if we just start out just mm. seeing each other? I had no concept of what that was. Yeah. I fucking blew it. You, you know what that that whole story tells me? Your kiss wasn't good enough. I don't think my kiss was good. It was the finger yeah. banging. No, <laughs> there, there was, <laughs> was none she, of that. Was you she, that before you kissed. There was none. That's how. 
It was none of that. Listen, guys, uh, I'm, I'm not sure about I was the sexual experience that you've had so far, but you'd go for the kiss first, finger bangs, like, at least third. No, no, uh, no, 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 I did the, no, 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 I did the, second. guys, I did the finger banging before she woke up, though. Oh, okay, oh, so, well, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, how you wake them up, it's considerate. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I can't cook breakfast, what do you do? Tickle, tickle, awake, you little pickle. <laughs> I haven't been here in so long, I forgot how loud he gets, and I'm gonna get on. <laughs> Brian? <Heard>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we missed you. From when? <laughs> I don't know. Just emotionally, you I, I mean, here. I figure we missed Ben. We might as well just. I would love to have a chance to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. I wouldn't be able to. You call me after like if I don't see you for more I than do a call week. You. I do call you. Yeah, you. Sorry. He called me. I he called me this morning. Jerk. Yeah. He called me this morning. So. Like Concerned. nervous, you, yeah. You sounded like his mother. Have you heard have from you, Brian? Have you heard from Brian? Does he know about Geekscape tonight? <laughs> Does he know that he's supposed to be here at one? It's funny. You John, know that, that doesn't come John. out. Of, that doesn't come out of concern as much as his history of irresponsibility. <laughs> That's true. He, he task manages like a fucking card. His task manage his task managing skills not so good. Yeah. Tax managing. Not Ta tax managing. Task I, I just know that you're gonna be at my house and I'm playing Xbox. I know I know Brian's gonna come over in 15 minutes and I see. Brian Gilmore just logged on, and I'm like, really? What, what do you have to do in a minute before you have to get in the car and come to my place? That's how long Marvel vs. Capcom 2 matches are. You suck at it, Because he sucks. I'm training. I have to get back up there. You hear that, Geekscapist? After years of talking crap about how much better than you he is at Marvel vs. Capcom 2, now that they've released the game, he's discovered that his powers are missing. <gasps> no, nope, still bring it. Okay. Okay. I'm out. Okay, the floodgates have opened. You can now challenge Gilmore... At Dr. Brian Gilmore. That is his Xbox Live account. Dr. Brian Gilmore. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. We know you're not going to fucking put the full doctor. It's at the bottom of the screen, Gilmore. It's at the bottom of the screen. I forgot about the magic of filmmaking. Yeah, Dr. Brian Gilmore. Yeah, this is this is filmmaking. Speaking of it. Guys, speaking of our community that is now ordered a jihad. I've ordered a jihad on Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on Brian Gilmore. Look at that shit talking he just gave you. Um... Our community is full of people who are uh, who are creating their own stuff. We've got this guy Tommy Jenkins. He lives up in Ohio. He sent me uh, a CD. Look at this. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't had a chance to pop it in the CD player. But uh, this is his band, and um, and he wrote this note uh, that went along with it. Red Road Travelers is his band. I, I can't wait to to listen to this. And uh, if you guys want to hear about it, there's a URL at the bottom of the screen. But um, it's kind of cool that, that, that you would That's think to FedEx me a CD. He not only sent me a CD for myself, he sent one for uh, Ralph Opel mm -hmm. and uh, one for Gilmore as well. Hey. So, Gilmore, here is Tommy's CD. Tommy, what's up? Thank you. We haven't seen you in a I long time, Ben. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't been on the forums it, in like five months and you don't know who I am. Tommy, I haven't done anything for nine months. Yeah. Hey, done. I did I did a review. I like, how, I like how Ben shows up, where's the free shit? <laughs> Uh, so I never did that. So so Brian Gilmore is gonna write a review of that on our website. You're like the know. you're like the divorcee dad who comes back. It's like where my check. He's like listen, things are gonna be changing wait, 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 right wait, about now. All right, <laughs> listen kids, I know you missed me while I was in the lockup, but I'm out. I'm my own man, and we're gonna run things around my by my rules. Okay? I don't know what kind of weird old fucking shit you've been doing while I've been gone, but Tommy, that's gonna stop right now. All right? This is my house. Okay? It is so disturbing to see you do that with this uh, beard this thing beard that's growing up. This beard is the bane of my existence. It's not a beard. I, I don't it know what it is. It does look like a rat. Remember when I had that? You're right. It's like, 
I'm growing this. Dude, your facial hair never got that long. No. When you tried like for months. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing this for uh, Nick Gregorio's movie that we're shooting. And I, this thing cannot come early enough. I'm ready to do this part, which is going to end horribly in my limited acting ability. And uh, and then I'm going to yeah. shave it. I'm going to shave the shit out of it. Okay. I don't want to talk about it because. Ben is a starving actor, and no one is calling him. No one's to, calling to me. act for him. Oh no, people are calling me left and right. They're I just asking me about their teeth. Oh yeah, you still yeah. work for one hundred dentist. You know what, yeah. Tommy? If you miss Ben and you want to send him a CD, call up one eight hundred dentist. All of you guys can reach Ben Dunn at one eight hundred dentist. Go ahead and call one eight hundred dentist and ask for Ben Dunn. Yeah, because right, my numbers don't suck enough as it is. <laughs> Would that be get, awesome? Let's get a bunch of. Let, can we just get the geekscapers to call up? Oh, you're you're Dude, that, you're ridiculous. He has to sell shit. He can't have. So like, for every call you get, I have. There's a ratio. There's a ratio. Yeah. So uh, don't. You know what? You can call. You, just let's know. talk about a, the Avatar teaser. <laughs> you're trying to sell them on. Hi Ben, my teeth hurt. Yeah. So the Avatar teaser trailer. <laughs> Actually, I would like to see how fast I would get fired for just all these people inundating. And because there's someone listening too, right? So listening oh yeah. To he claims shit. to be a starving actor. Let's actually make him starve. Cost Ben Dunn his job by calling in mass one hundred dentist. Are you gonna put the number at the bottom? Yeah, I need to put the number <laughs> of that shit on the bottom. So guys, Tommy Jenkins, uh, that's his CD. Um, oh, you're already opening, huh? Well, I want to read the liner. Red Road Travelers. Talking. We've also got this guy Justin uh, McCumber from Dallas. He interviewed me for his website, like, last Comic-Con. He's a writer. Oh, I remember that. And he said, Jonathan, uh, I just put out a short story. Um, short story. Oh, it's called The Pirates of the Crimson Sea. It's a short story that you can actually buy for, like, 99 cents. Just go to justinmcumber.com and check it out. Uh, I have not read it yet, just like I haven't listened to Tommy's CD. We will. Can I see the we photos? We will do this. Um... But I'm excited. Let me see that. Let me see the liner notes. Let's play Guess the Escapist. No, no. At least yeah, the liner I notes. Say, I want to see which one. I know which one Tommy is. Is that um, Tommy? Let's get the fuck out of here. I think... You just thought that was Tommy because that was the fattest one. That's not true at all. You're like, oh, that must be the Escapist. He's bad. His glasses. I think that's... Yeah, that, that's Tommy. He's the guitarist, so... He's rocking, man. He's rocking. Was that him? Yep. I like cool. this, Tommy. Yeah, this will be fun. So, guys... We gotta get a move on here. We've got three movies to talk about, okay? The first one, there's currently a review up on the website, geekscape.net. It's nine. Uh, this one is the computer animated movie about the sack puppets that in a post apocalyptic future have kind of come back to life and they have to. Uh, the stitch Punk. The, yeah, the Stitch Punk genre. It's got the voices of Elijah Wood, Jennifer Connolly, John C. Riley, uh, Martin Landau. Martin Landau. Uh, Crispin Glover. And what it is is. Um, Beginning of this movie, uh, this this little stitch punk stitch doll wakes up, and it's in it's Elijah Wood's character, and he's a blank slate. He finds the body of the person who created him, along with this little object, right? And he goes out to explore this desolate world that's been decimated by war, and uh, starts running afoul of some of these other guys. And one of them gets kidnapped. The, the one that, that that he first comes into contact with gets kidnapped mm -hmm. and taken to this tower. When he and a few others try and go and rescue him, they end up awakening this horrible war machine that, cre that creates uh, objects of, like machines of war out of scraps, anything. And uh, now they're starting to let, let them loose on the world. They have to go and shut this thing off and destroy it. Um, there's a big thing here about pacifism uh, versus you know getting involved, hope versus despair. 
you know, there, there, there are members like Martin Landau's character. He's like, no, we have to protect ourselves and stay hidden. And uh, Jennifer Connelly's kind of warrior woman character is all for going and destroying it, staying alive. And um, so there's those two approaches, and this new character comes in as sort of the bridge between the two. And uh, the movie is awesome to look at. If you guys are big fans of CGI, this is a movie that you guys are going to be really impressed with. It's got some really good action directing and uh, well, it's, some amazing it, visuals. It, now the director's Shane Acker, right? Yeah. Now what did the what did the guy from Wanted have to do with it? Um, they're really the producers. It's like um, producer. I, I got a chance to interview uh, Mr. Acker at, at a press event. You can see that interview up on Geekscape.net as well. And one of the things that he talked about was, I mean, he had this short, right? Right. I saw the short. And the short got picked up. Uh, he wanted to make a, a, a short, completely CGI, but make it look like it was made out of real, th- real objects. Right. And uh, basically, little big world. Yeah. And so, so he makes this uh, this short, and then it, it, right that one. He he started writing the script whenever they started going into meetings. They, they met with Tim Burton, and they were like, "Wow, this this is all happening so quickly," you know. Mm-hmm. So this all came about pretty quickly. They wrote the script, and um, and it, I think the movie has its issues. I don't think no. it's a, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think that uh, it's it's tough to tell a story about a character with no past. Yeah. And sort of as a blank slate going into the world, uh, I think Wally pulled it off a, a bit. Well, I mean, Wally had history. Wally saw things and felt for them. Right. You know, the whole moments with like the dance numbers and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. when he's watching that stuff, like you feel emotion for him. Also, the world is very familiar. It's our world. We've destroyed it. The things that he's picking up, we have emotional resonance with. Mm-hmm. In this one, everything is kind of told in this post-Soviet Union fall of the fall of the Soviet Union. Like, like, but it's not even the Soviet Union. It's like this future. It, it uses all the iconography of the Soviet right. Union, but do you think, we have no connection with it. Do you think like the the so it would hit more with the Soviets or the the Russians? I should say they're not Soviets. Anymore. No, I think. Uh, as of recent, I'm sorry. As of recently, <laughs> I, I, I think it's. A, I, I just think it's a tough story to tell. Um, and then moving forward, you you have to find things in there that will give that will convey the emotions of your character more successfully. Right. That's one thing that I felt. I always felt distant from yeah. some of the drama. From the some of the drama, and yeah. also. Late, about halfway through the movie, a little over halfway through the movie, the main character figures out, oh, we need to do this, but doesn't then go on to do that. He does something else, and then when that doesn't work, goes, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. We do end up having to go back and do this. I'm like, hmm. now we, we now we're not caring for you as much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like decisions like that make me crazy. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones having the crystal skull and then taking it where the Russians wanted to go. <laughs> nice job, okay. Indy. I, you know, I do have to say I've been interested in this movie, and um, I probably won't see it until mm. it comes out on Blu-ray. But um, what really interests me the most is like the way the it, the look of it being cobbled together. Like the you were saying, it, that yeah. machine builds things out of anything. Like those enemies looking like just that China doll face. Right. I don't know. There's it's a, got its own unique style. I'm really excited to see what he does next. Yeah. There, there's a there's a book. It's like it, it's made to look like a children's book. Have Leah shown you this thing? It's like one of those big hardbound books. Like, and just, Emily the Strange thing? No, no, no. It's it's like it's about this like. <laughs> you a cutter, Ben? Huh? Are you a high school cutter? <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I love that high school cutter because that is when that happens. 
Mm-hmm. When you see someone's arm all torn up. I'm, I was looking, I'm like, my arm's not cut at all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but she had this book that's about, like, this um, dolls, the, the kind of like Toy Story, like a demonic Toy Story, because, like... And, and Brian's dating this chick? Yeah. Well, Your my sister? sister? Yeah, my sister was pretty dark in high school. No, she's into, like, oh, she, she's, yeah. she's the people who buys all those, like, Alice in Wonderland comics and shit. Yeah. Oh. She's she's kind of, like, in in a darker place sometimes, but she doesn't look <laughs> she's it. She's in a darker yeah. place. Dating Brian. How could <laughs> somebody possibly pretty... have that pessimistic yeah. view of the world? No. You know when you sleep, she's staring right at you, right? <laughs> she's just like this. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, every time you're like doing something, you think she's left the room. She's actually paused in the doorway to stare at you, <laughs> like this, halfway through the doorway. <laughs> she's planning. She's just planning. But they, what, what, I think so what she, I, I think what she overestimates is how much anybody would actually miss you. <laughs> if, if she did it. Like she doesn't need to go through all that trouble of sneaking around. She could just. Because because when I call you every few days, I haven't heard from you. you usually pick up. If you never picked up, I would probably just go. Huh, guess he's gone. That's not true at all. He would cry. I'm kidding, a lot. B. Like a B, you are the wind beneath my wings. Oh, guy. Yeah. Guy. Did you ever know that you were my hero? I just did the whole song. <laughs> um. So nine. Uh, cut to you on a mountain. <laughs> wanted uh, us on a mountain. Wanted a little uh, more from nine. Uh, but yeah, you know what, guys? It'll make a really good Blu-ray because the visuals are awesome. Um, That's what the Geekscape review said. Only redeeming thing is that it's pretty. Yeah, Hong wrote a Geekscape review. If you guys don't trust me, go read it. Um, also, I was very disappointed by this next filmmaker's last movie. No. Oh yeah. no, I know what you're talking about. We are yeah. talking about Idiocracy. Uh, Here's the I thing. I judge made Idiocracy. And I ju- I was it, it's just been playing on uh, uh, on Comedy, Comedy Central? Central because they're doing the big right. push for Extract, and I rewatched it and. Barring the fact that you know it loses any movie loses steam because there's commercials in between, right. I actually found myself enjoying pieces of it. <laughs> Dude, and, 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 and I think and I think that's okay to, to enjoy yeah. pieces of it as a movie as a whole. I didn't it, Maya, it didn't do it for I, me. Uh, yeah, I can understand. I was just yeah. floored because like, rewatching it, I was like, Maya Rudolph actually is really attractive. Yeah, she's like a you never really get that by watching like her SNL stuff because mm. they always try to make her as weird looking it's as possible. It's the way we go movie. Did you see that? The one where she's... I haven't. I really want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that... Speaking of people who I usually... Um, I, I, I acknowledge that they're attractive, but they're not my thing. Mm-hmm. Zoe Dashanel. Mm. Laura and I were watching this 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. She's attractive, huh? Uh, You can't see that movie. I can't. Well, Celeste she, really wants to see it with she, me. And that, yeah, that movie will make you climb out of your fucking skin. It, it'll. It, you are gonna be so into her watching this movie. It right. made me into her. You know what I mean? Like she's not my th- like thing, but watching this movie, I was like, oh. Yeah. And you're just gonna remember that one uh, time at Comic Con where you disgusted her so much that she wanted to leave the convention. What'd you do, Ben? Here, hand me, hand me that phone. Who didn't uh, turn sorry, off their phone? I, 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 that was me. That was it's, oh, I'm it's Zoe Dacian. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe, so glad. Um, wait, what happened? What happened at Comic Con? Have I not told this story on Geekscape before? We need a refresher. Okay, so because Tommy two, Jenkins obviously didn't think you existed. Of anymore. course, <laughs> two two Comic Cons ago, because I didn't go to this year's. Right. Um, I, I I thought maybe I should I was just out, creep everyone out. <laughs> I was out. I was. We were trying to. My friend Faye. And I were looking for the uh, Joss Whedon panel, right. or the Joss Whedon um, 
uh, press room. Uh -huh. And so we knew it was going on, so we were just going through all the press rooms trying to find it. We ran into the Bones press, yeah. and the Bones people were like, hey, do you want to interview uh, David Boreanaz or uh, Emily Deschanel? Yeah. And we're like, no, thank you. Uh, plus, we didn't have a camera. Really, you said no to David Boreanaz? Yeah. Okay. You're useless. So what well, happened? But yeah, anyway, so I was like, and then like I was walking, I was walking out. Lazy. I was trying to get, I was trying to get us. Lazy. Freaking Joss Whedon, but whatever. Who we already had. We'd gotten them yeah. that year. Okay, keep okay, going. Anyway, keep going. Wait, in so your I was, disappointing story. Yes. So I. So far, so we, bad. We were. <laughs> <laughs> Faye and I were walking out, and and like I was just saying, not Zoe Deschanel, because that's all Emily is to me is not Zoe Deschanel. You can keep laughing. I'll okay. keep going. Um, so I kept saying not Zoe Deschanel this, not Zoe Deschanel that, and uh, I then hear <sighs> behind me, and I turn yeah. around. And Zoe Deschanel is right behind me with like some guy. Hipster dude. Yeah, it wasn't okay. it wasn't Ben Gibbard because okay. I guess she wasn't with Ben Gibbard at that point. But she was like, I want to go. Was she staring right at? No, oh, you were staring. She was staring at me. Like I, she, I, I'm pretty sure she heard me saying not calling her sister just not Zoe Deschanel. Oh as wow. As opposed to Emily Deschanel. So I would rape the shit out of Zoe Deschanel. Oh, hey! You know, in, 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 in telling that story, I think we have discovered a great catchphrase that should probably go on T-shirts for Geekscape. So far, so bad. <laughs> so far, so <laughs> nothing epitomizes what we do here at Geekscape. I like that phrase. We've come a long way. This is episode 137. Jesus, we've come. A, I would say we've come. A, we've come far. So far, so bad. Like the, like the <laughs> Guys, coming back to the director, though, Mike Judge. I'm a huge fan of Mike Judge. Everything he's touched, I thought was awesome, with the exception of this movie, uh, Idiocracy. Which still wasn't as bad as everyone so I had, I had, I liked it a lot. So I had some tempered expectations going into this one. This is Extract. It, 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 let's talk about this. It's got Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, Mila Kunis. Um, uh, just a, a great cast of supporting characters. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is one of the great supporting actors. Kristen uh, Wiig. Kristen Wiig is, plays uh, his wife. And in this, Jason Bateman runs an extract factory. They do vanilla extract, root beer extract, cherry extract. And it's a nice little factory until um, a couple things happen at the same time. Uh, you find out in the very first scene pre-credits that uh, Myla Kunis plays like a, like a, like a grifter. Right, she's like a con artist. She rips mm -hmm. off different places, and at the same time, Jason Bateman's company has has just come under having to settle a lawsuit. The guy who lost his balls, based on a guy right? who's lost his balls in an accident. It's pretty hilarious. I like that actor though. Phenomenal. Uh, he he's one of my he, uh, Clifton, Co Trek. Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah. is one of my favorite actors right now. Yeah, um, you look kind of like him with this. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, he made sunshine clean. Uh, he, so was he, was, he was great in Sunshine Cleaning uh, He's awesome mm -hmm. So uh, Malikana sees this, this accident Happen in the, in the newspaper Sees that the settlement might be This exorbitant amount and says you know what I'm going to get in on this So she applies for this job That mm -hmm. has just been vacated while this guy's been Injured she applies for a job As a temp here at the extract factory Slowly wanting to worm her way Into making a piece of this money by dating The Clifton Collins Jr.'s character mm. Seeing if she can get a piece there Forcing him to then sue Be like no don't settle sue for more You know at the same time uh, Jason Bateman has uh, Is trying to sell the company mm. He can't sell it while there's lawsuits out there Right Right. Um, she starts kind of coming on to him 
He gets frustrated. His wonderful friend, played by Ben Affleck, who's hilarious in this movie, says, you know what? You can technically cheat on your wife if you let her cheat on you. So hire a gigolo as the pool man. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it sounds ridiculous, but as you're watching this movie, it, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't think so... Um, I think Mike Judge is really in his in his in his amazing comfort zone with this one because yeah. what I feel like what happened with Idiocracy is he took a normal person and put him in an extra, uh, extraordinary situation right. where he's writing people super dumb. I, I, I don't think he writes people super dumb. I think he writes people super real. Yeah. David Koechner as the neighbor in this movie is hilarious. Yeah. You've had the conversation with these type of people a million times. The neighbor who comes over and won't stop talking while you're just trying to get in your driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, okay, talk to you later. And, oh, yeah, one more thing. He writes people so honestly and so realistically yeah. in that middle America sort of uh, area that you can't help but care for every one of these characters, even the ones who are doing things that are are detrimental, like Mila Kunis's character. Yeah. You know, you can see why somebody would fall for her, even though it's obvious she's stealing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, all, all that, the lines, everything in this, the dialogue, I I loved it. Laura came out loving it even more, and it was good for me to yeah. to have a renewed faith in Mike Judge's cinematic career. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like I thought, because you know, Office Space, I was one of the Office I loved Space Office Space, spot on, perfect from the beginning, the first time I saw it in the theaters. Like I loved it. Um, you know, Idiocracy, I didn't have a problem with it. Extract looks great. Once again, that's one of those movies I need to get some money to see. Um, but, like, I really want... Um, I, I think the choice of having Jason Bateman in a Mike Judge, like, mm-hmm. that's such a perfect pairing. Because he plays such he plays the everyman so well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Mike Judge is really perfect when he's right. writing the everyman and directing the everyman. So, like, I think that's great. I'm like, just happy Jason Bateman's finally in something that doesn't suck. As far as movies go, he has the worst luck with movies. What what have you been? He was in State of Play. And uh State of Play was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. And Hancock. He and Ben Affleck <laughs> were in State of Play. That's true. Um Yeah, I really enjoyed State of Play, but this this uh this extract, you guys are gonna be quoting it for quite some time. So what you do you guys are gonna be enjoying what, it. what are you gonna think when the box office results come out and all about Steve beats out extract? Oh my god, America. All about Steve will beat out extract. Oh yeah, it absolutely will. America, don't let that happen. Please. No, they've already they've already they already have it this They way voted out. with their dollar. Urgh, why did you do that? What's all that? Oh, that's the... Uh, I, I, Sandra I, as, as sweet as I think Sandra Bullock is, you don't... Sandy, you don't need a new haircut. And Sandy, okay? you're playing 27 or something. Sandy, we love you for who you are. Sandy, you were great in your last movie. Sandy, the proposal... I haven't seen it yet, but you look cute in the trailer, Okay. And even though you're playing rude, I can see how Ryan Reynolds would find happiness with you. She likes that. Sandy, you don't need this haircut. You don't need to play young. Play like yourself, you. Sandy. Play yourself, Sandy. And, uh, and, and who else I is just in that movie? With, and, and, in and, and Bradley Cooper, we do like you. Yeah, absolutely. I do. He's a likable man. You are likable. Bradley Cooper. Even when you're the jerk in Wedding Crashers, we like you. I'll let you did, run did, me a beer. Did you hear about his uh, Green Lantern... Uh, uh, his audition? No. No, what Supposedly his audition, uh, he, uh, the reason he thinks he, he didn't get it is he could not stop uh, doing Green Lantern like Christian Bale's Batman. Oh, so he was uh, doing... Yeah. So like, Stop well, Sinestro. Yeah, that, he was he's doing ringing. that type of thing the whole time. So he's just like, stop. yeah. Ring. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't realize he was doing that, though. They showed it to him later, and he's like, oh, I was doing that? Oh, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get this. Well, I think he's not going to get it because he 
wasn't right for the part. I mean, he's a great actor, but I don't think he would. I'd like been to see him. Good. I'd like to see him as like a Guy Gardner or something else. No, no, he looks shitty in the posters. I don't like him. Wait, what? Maybe, maybe Kyle Rainier, dyes hair. Yeah, Rainier? he can play. He can play I Kyle. Never, that's right. Well, he's, he's from Seattle. He starts calling everything Mount Rainier. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, one more movie. This one comes from from some friends of ours. Uh, Neville Dean and Taylor. They're the team up of Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor. They brought you guys the Crank movies. Uh, now they've got Gamer, a movie that they shot before Crank 2, and this one stars Gerard Butler as a video, as as a, as a con, as a as a convict on death row, and in the future, Michael C. Hall is sort of like this huge Bill Gates type dude, right? And uh, and what he has, what he's done, he he's kind of like a mix between Bill Gates and Will Wright. He's created this game called Society, which is kind of like The Sims, but you're playing real people and they're actors. You pay to play them. They get paid to be actors and do whatever you want. They start. They've replaced a part of your brain with uh, sort of like this. These cells that are that are brain cells, but they can be controlled like a, like and they register IP so, addresses and yeah. so that. So someone playing you remotely can control you. That game Society became such a huge hit. He then made a deal with the U.S. Uh, government and said, "Okay, give me your death row inmates and let's make money off of this." As uh, basically, this uh, Gerard Butler, who's been wrongfully convicted, is now on death row, is being played by this kid who I call Jake 108. <laughs> based it's on me, our... <laughs> Gabriel. I'm playing you. Yeah, yeah. Our kid, Jake 108, is who I'm calling this kid in the movie, based on our Jake 108, who writes our Halo column every Friday on the website. Uh, my favorite gamer here on, on Geekscape. Jake 108 is controlling him, but he can't, they can't communicate. Right, mm -hmm. and this kid's such a good player that Gerard Butler is running through these these games, shooting people up, and you have to survive thirty, and then you're set free. Right? Mm -hmm. He's at twenty seven when the movie starts. Right? He's mm -hmm. in the middle of like his twenty seventh, and he's busting through. He's a huge celebrity, and Michael C. Hall says, "No, I'm not going to let him out." You find out because Ludacris, one of my favorite actors, is is part of like this. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Chris Ludacris. Chris Ludacris is this dude who runs this underground kind of hacker organization, <laughs> and they're determined to bring down Michael C. Hall's character because they think that what he's doing is immoral, and they're determined that they found out that Gerard Butler is the key to this because he's the second guy who's ever been programmed with this stuff. Mm -hmm. He was he was like a, a you know a soldier. He's all he he nice guy, gets taken from his family, implanted with this stuff. And they're going to uncover everything. Michael C. Hall can't let him survive the game because once he gets out, the control is done, right. and he can go public with what you know what he knows, right? Michael C. Hall, yeah, yeah. he's not the he doesn't have the cleanest backstory as to how he made these soldiers, right? Okay. So that's the setup. How do you play the game? I don't know how you play the game. Do you do it like this? Because apparently you have to do this um, in it. I. The trailer looks the movie, just ridiculous. The, the movie's unsuccessful to me for for for, for uh, quite a few reasons. Uh, the question, like, how do you play the game? I think is important. I think that uh, you run in, and the the movie, la the story lacks a lot of context for somebody just just pragmatic stuff that I would want to mm -hmm. know as a, as a as a viewer. Yeah, as a viewer, I want to know. Okay, uh, we get that he's hitting like these save spots. He's shooting people. He's obviously not getting killed. Um, but what are the rules of the game? How far does he have to go? What What's the scenario? What are the things he has to play through? Very small things that can be conveyed in a film very quickly, yeah. they're not there. Hmm. So you don't get the scope. 
right? Remember in The Running Man, a similar movie, yeah. where each level of, of this course that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger and everybody has to get through has its rules. If we can make it to there, we're good. Right. The, the frenetic stuff that works so well in Crank, mm-hmm. in Crank 2, here sort of detracts because it basically pummels you away from those kind of story details. If you are getting those story details, I'm missing them because I'm getting a barrage of audio and video excitement right in my face. Um, So so it's tough. It's tough to follow some of this movie. The other big thing is in in the Crank movies, and you get get it right off the bat. He's got this poison that's going to kill him. Mm -hmm. He needs a new heart, whatever. It's It's an automatic chase scene from the first scene to the last. Right? right, it follows this really clear through line. Here, he's trying to survive a game that you don't fully understand. He's developing a relationship with a gamer that you don't fully understand where it's going to go. Um, there's a delay between it, and he's like, "Let me go." You know, the gamer's like, you know, trying to you're trying to figure out with the ludicrous how to mod the thing so that he can just let Draw Butler go so that he can get outside of the restricted zones in the game. Mm-hmm. That happens. Once Gerard Butler gets out, he's now got to find his wife and get back at these guys. The movie kind of starts picking steam back up after that point, but you're already an hour in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, watch it if you like the barrage of visuals that you get from a Crank, but know that it's not going to have that through line that brought you through Crank, where you're like just following this force of nature as he goes on a, on a you know, Grand Theft mm-hmm. Auto-like killing spree and crime spree with a distinct goal. The goals in this movie... You would think that a, goal, a movie like Gamer would have distinct goals because that's what a lot of gaming is. Right. This one lacks a lot of those, and you don't really see where it's going. And it, and it there are parts where, where the movie lags. Mm. It sucks. With all that excitement, yeah. with all those shots, all the kinetic energy, it lags. So. Better than pathology. They didn't see pathology. Mm. You know. Good but friends. but but Mila Vitamiglia does show up in this movie. As, you know, I won't spoil the character. It's pretty funny. And uh, he does all of this in this movie. The little Nicky Mouth does come back. He does the little Nicky Mouth. I think he has to do the little Nicky Mouth. Yeah, I think he has to. Even I, like I think that's just how some people talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Sylvester Stallone. Him, Sylvester Stallone, and Popeye. Like this. And little Nicky. Yeah, it's just something you have to do. We just talk like this. You it's know? Fine. That's what I say. It's good. Yeah. Like I have a fish hook in my mouth. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, Sylvester Stallone, have you heard this Rambo 5? What? They're going to do this Rambo 5. I was reading some Manical News, and they've got this Rambo 5 plot synopsis supposedly taking place in your neck of the woods, the Pacific Northwest, where some government soldiers that they've been enhancing... That's where it happens, Ben. Don't resist. Enhancing yeah. government soldiers have, got, have, have gotten loose. Rambo's got, to, Rambo's got to teach them. Rambo's got to go track them down, teach them a lesson. I, I will watch this movie. It takes so if It only takes place in Yelm. Washington. Okay. And they they fight uh, Ramtha followers. What is that? I'll watch that. Uh, did you ever see that? Uh, what what the bleep do we know? No. Oh fuck you. Do you What's know Ramtha? what? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. There's like that like metaphysical movie with those people talking like down at you the entire movie. Yeah. Well, those that's that that, that was made by shit. the that was made by the followers of Ramtha. Um, it's what this is that? cult. It's this cult that Chasey Knight um, is this failed actress. The deaf one? Huh? No. No. No, please, no that's please. I, I, I need to hear this. No, Chasey Knight is this failed actress from the 70s who apparently back in the 70s was inhabited by this old god called Ramtha. Oh, yeah, yeah, And um, these are people <laughs> who believe in her, and they make lots of money, and they make her lots of money. And yeah, she, yeah. They all live in Yelm. 
Elm, Washington is this little podunk town at the base of Mount Rainier, and oh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. that it's filled with uh, either. Wait, Ben, Ben, you've, yeah. you've never been inhabited by Rambo? Hmm. No. Get the fuck out of my house, man. This is a Rambo only show. Oh. I- I've done 137 episodes and never told you guys that? Yes, this is a cult! I'm kidding. <laughs> Rambo puts an arrow through my head. Uh, no, I think that'd be a great plot, but yeah. um, we'll see. It, it, it sounds like Rambo versus Universal Soldier, or Soldier and I'm okay with that. Um, so Hall's in it. Speaking of violence, Guy Ritchie has signed on to do a PG-13 Lobo movie for Warner Brothers. PG-13 Lobo? Yeah, that's about all that has to be said about that. Uh, I think the most you can say about it is PG-13 Lobo? No me gusta. Mm-mm. No lo quiero. No gracias. Um, but while we're talking about movies uh, based on comic books, big conglomerations, we got to talk about that Disney Marvel uh, purchase. Four billion. Four billion dollars. Uh, did they? Did they pay too little? I mean, that's a question. I don't know. They might. They might have. Mm-hmm. I think they probably could have gotten. Marvel could have gotten away with asking for more. It's just a weird com- concept for me. Like, it makes me worried, but at the same time, I shouldn't be because they're yeah. not gonna. Disney's not gonna fuck with things that are working. Yeah. Like, they've, they've given Pixar some some yeah. extent of ex- autonomy. Why would their relationship with Marvel be too different? And then yeah. look at Marvel. I mean, we're all fans of Marvel comics and mm-hmm. Marvel uh, studios, but there have been missteps. I mean, just like most companies that there have been products that they put out that we're not fans of you know what Absolutely. I mean? do you think they'll start effing around editorially like start placing better people like do you think they'll replace joey q or anything well i mean when they acquired pixar they, they took the people who were making that company successful like john lasseter and they made him in charge of something bigger even at marvel you know maybe joe casada has a big uh, a further promotion coming to him you know one thing that, that that that's important though is comics are dying comics are a dying yeah. medium Oh, right, yeah. their readership is down. Does this merger beyond the films that it's going to take a while before we can start getting the synergy back? Because mm-hmm. you know different film companies still own uh, options on different characters. Right. You'll start maybe you'll start seeing some of those come back into the fold. But as far as the comic books go, like it does this give it enough of a, of support, financial backing? Can comics start kind of? Coming back into different places Are we going to see comics Are we going to see Disney now Pushing comics as a successful commercial medium again Are we going to start seeing comics Start showing no, up in different places I mean, It'll go digital start... Yeah they're going to they're gonna invest in the digital aspect Which I, I hopefully they, yeah. I think they should You know being being someone who is affected by this economy so far I like, love to pirate And it's uh, I can't it, even drink normally with this stupid beard But it's like <laughs> Comics, it's like I love. I love when I have enough money to afford three ninety nine. Right. An issue. You go digital, it's going to be cheaper. Even if you're not pirating, it's still going to be cheaper because they don't have to pay for the paper. They don't have to do anything like that. I'm not a comic. Uh, like I'm an enthusiast, but I wouldn't claim myself a collector or anything like that. So, like, great. That means that I have less comics cluttering out my floor. Here's something so. that that relates to video games. I think this is a fuck up. Uh, the PSP Go is download only. It doesn't Ooh. have the UMD drives. Uh-huh. No, that's not the fuck up. The fuck up is, to me, that the games are no cheaper being yeah. download only. Oh, that's stupid. than they are. Yeah, I mean, you would think that they're, they're they're saving production costs on the UMD, on the packaging, on the distribution of the video games. If video games are get, becoming digital download only on the on the PSP Go, mm-hmm. why aren't they cheaper? Yeah, that's a big fu to the well, audience. You know, I've had you know to bring it back to the comic book aspect. Yeah. I've 
I have downloaded uh, some of the download comics that uh, on my phone, mm-hmm. and they look great. Oh and yeah, they got the Spider Woman thing going well, on. I, I, Bendis I, and Malieve. Unfortunately, I don't have an iPhone, right. so I don't get like the good stuff. Sure. I get like the the secondhand knockoff. Right. That the people who are just experimenting, but it Captain looks Blast. something like that. Yeah. But it's all free, and it's just like, oh, okay. And then you read it, and it's like, okay, it's. And then you can. What are you reading on? What kind of thing are you reading on? Just it's your on phone. A, or? It's on a G1. Okay. Um, but even the G1, which has a smaller screen than mm-hmm. the iPhone, it's still viable. Yeah, like, it's still it. just. And then it like it's really intuitive, and it costs me nothing. Wow. And even the ones that they're starting, because they gave you that f- first taste is free, and then the next, it's only ninety nine cents. The thing I'm with only me, spend a buck. The thing with me is. Um, have you heard rumors about this next uh, generation of laptops? Of being, the netbooks? Being sort of like a, a, a DS where both screens are touch screens. That's fantastic, cool. Both screens are full screen uh, video or, or graphics, mm-hmm. but you can uh, touch them. Like a, like a D, like, like, so one of them can be a keyboard, or you mm-hmm. sort of turn around and that one can be a keyboard. And you're getting graphics all over the place, right? You're right. actually typing right on the, on the face of the thing. Uh, I think that something like that. That is a laptop that you, you throw it sideways, and maybe you've got your comic book right there. Yeah. And it runs across the screen. Yeah, absolutely. You've got everything right there. Yeah, I mean, they already have the Kindle. Right. The no, only thing, the only the thing that, I think your sister's the only one who's uh, got a Kindle. I'm well, you know, because my, my stepfather works for Amazon. Oh, I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, he has the big DX, so it's like the huge textbook size. Okay. Is that the original D Kindle? Uh, no, the, the original Kindle's like. It's a size mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than a regular paperback, but like the DX is huge. But it looks great. The I, I would love to have a Kindle, See, but like for comics, it would need to be color. The thing is, like, a lot of people are bemoaning this this acquisition. I don't Why? think too much is going to change, and I think if anything, it might give Marvel the the backing to be able to move comics into the next phase of survivability. Because right now, guys, we're looking at a medium that we all love, but it's going to disappear. The well is drying up, and. Maybe Disney has what it takes to push them through. Uh, and I would love to see Hannah Montana as Dazzler. <laughs> not bad. Not a bad casting choice. Um, what crossovers do you want to see? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, with the I, I like. I want to see um, Punisher versus Mickey Mouse. <laughs> sure. Um, our our own William Bibiani wanted to see um, a de- finally a Donald Duck Howard the Duck crossover. Yes, oh, that wouldn't be bad. Um, one th- one thing uh, to see Howard fuck Daisy. <laughs> I saw um this, I saw a movie um Wednesday night that was uh it's coming out in a couple theaters this Friday it's coming out in Los Angeles and L A or Los Angeles and New York sorry about that Los Angeles and L A <laughs> yeah, yeah it's coming New York and NY you know I, I, it's my fucking beard it's making me dumber uh Los Angeles and New York and then it's expanding it's called Walt and El Grupo. What it is is it's a documentary um, about Walt Disney. He took this trip to South America as part of a goodwill tour mm-hmm. because the, the United States government didn't want Nazi influence to, to, uh, in South America, so they were sending all sorts of people down there. Like uh, they, they were Wasn't sending he a Nazi sympathizer, though. No, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Okay. They, they were sending like Orson Welles down there, mm-hmm. different actors. They were sending all these American, you know, celebrities down there. To South America to just sort of shake hands, be goodwill ambassadors, and sort of curb, you know, like Nazi influence in in the uh, in South America, and it was just a big failure because these people go down there and they would act like assholes, mm-hmm. right? So Walt Disney had just made his first film, Snow White. Mm-hmm. It gave him enough money to open the studio in Burbank for four million dollars. 
right? Think about that. $4 million. They, they had the money. They still kind of owed the bank uh, on some of the investments. Some of the money was coming from Europe. So that money started drying up because of the war. U.S. still wasn't involved in the war. And they had two movies coming out that they had started on. Peter, uh, Pinocchio and mm -hmm. Fantasia, right? In the midst of this, there's a strike. So now some of the new artists, because they expanded, they brought in some new artists, there's a strike going on. Now he's got this labor dispute. Walt Disney could have been done right there. In the documentary, his daughter says two things that hurt my father the most in his life were the death of his mother and the strike. Mm. And so here we have this strike. I think it's 1941. And the bank is, is looking at the studio. I mean, Disney's almost over. This is the company that just bought, <laughs> bought Marvel for $4 billion. Mm -hmm. And his money's dried up. The government comes to Walt Disney and says, we want you to go down and do this tour of the South America. And he's like, it's not really what I do. And they say, okay, if we use it as financing for two films, it'll be a research trip for you. You take some of your artists down to South America and do research. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he's like, okay. So they got the. So even if the f films are failures, the government will back it, right? Right. Financially, the films can't be failures because the, the. I'm just the, trying to think of what films to the, use for. Well, what they ended up doing was the, the was those um um those Donald Duck movies where he goes on the. Los Tres Caballeros. Not that the the, the, um. the Saludos Amigos. Okay. And then there was the, the, the parrot and the. Yeah, yeah. Los Tres Caballeros. So they do that movie. Uh, they do another one and they go down there for this trip and it totally changed the studio it, t it changed everything the strike got settled while he was down there maybe not in the best of way right. but the the artists started expanding their abilities they came back and that enhanced their ability to make movies mm -hmm. and this entire this movie is about this entire trip that basically changed the direction of the studios Whoa. And it, and it happened over, you know, just a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And the film was made by uh, people that I used to work for. I, I'm actually listed as a PA. I worked on this film in 2005 as a PA. Wow. You can see me in the credits, but, but Ted Thomas, his father went on the trip. He was one of the original Disney animators. Mm -hmm. You can see him as one of the old people in uh, Incredibles and in The Iron Giant. Mm -hmm. One of the two old people is Frank and Ollie, the two classic oh, Disney yeah. animators. Frank is his father who went on this trip oh. when he was 28, 29. Ted went back, went in the same places his father used to stand, and made this movie talking about this trip. It's it's uncanny how little some of it's changed and mm -hmm. how much some of it has changed. So if you guys are big into film history, I recommend that movie. Uh, I just thought of it because this Disney merger. This mm -hmm. is basically the kind of movie that uh, Ivan would would go nuts for. Yeah. So. What, what did you do that for? So Ivan Kander, I definitely recommend that movie for you. Um, let's talk comics real quick. There's one comic book I want to talk about this week. It, well, Incognito did finish up. This is awesome. If you guys want to read comic can books, I, can you, just try you, you go fuck yourself. Uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips made this comic. If you guys are fans of Criminal or... Uh, here, it has this. has this. has this be? How's that? How's that? How's that, Brian? A little better. Okay. If you guys are fans of the, the Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips team up, Incognito finished up. Look for the trade paperback. It's probably going to be coming out soon. I enjoyed this story thoroughly. 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 Like Thor would enjoy this. Thor would That's smash exactly it. Thor would, would call down the heavens for this. Guys, Jeff, Jeff uh, I, I wonder how you pronounce his name. Lemire? 
Lemire. Jeff Lemire is this Canadian uh, artist, writer. Um, I got onto this guy at Comic-Con this year because I went and picked up this book called Essex County. All right. right? This book, Essex County, has been described to me as the next blankets. And Mm. so far reading it, it's phenomenal. I haven't finished it quite yet. Um, Blankets. But uh, Essex County is amazing. So when I was in my comic book store, I found this book, Sweet Tooth, for a dollar from Vertigo. Now he's working for the for the big boys, the Warner Brothers, right here with the Vertigo imprint. Um, it's about this. Ki- okay, it it hints at what will end up being the story. This kid is raised by his grandfather in the woods. He has deer antlers. Okay, and as you watch this story, which is so well drawn and so well uh, paced with the writing, uh, you discover that this kid is a, a, an animal hybrid of a hu- with a human. Which has happened as a, as part of a post-apocalyptic event. Oh, like like the, that wasn't where I thought no, it was no, no. going. There's a post-apocalyptic event. Okay. It's like a road warrior future, but they're kind of living in you know Canada or, or in the in the forest. And so nothing's changed. Nothing's ha- nothing. N- the yeah, not, not, not much has changed. No, uh, the, the the humans are being killed off by a sickness caused by the, this explosion mm-hmm. or, or whatever whatever the hell happened. We don't know yet. We just know that his grandfather is dying and he's super protective of this kid and says, listen, when I'm gone, you can't go out past the woods. You'll get shot. You know, don't leave the woods. If you see anything, run. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kid finds candy bars in the woods. He starts finding these candy bars. He comes back with one one day and his grandfather is like, or his dad is like, is like what are you doing? You know, you're going to get yourself killed. His father ends up dying in the book and sure enough, he runs afoul of these two hunters Mm-hmm. Who are ready to just kill him uh, And at the end of the book He meets this person who From from what the writer is told From what from what Jeff has said Ends up being like a, a kind of a buddy story Where the mm-hmm. two of them go off into this Post-apocalyptic wasteland for, uh, To find some some Whatever they're looking for You don't know it yet But he's basically the protector And <laughs> they're like you know So so if you guys are looking That's the, the, the one thing about his work That I've, I've picked up on from reading Essex County Is he takes so many elements of past, future, and present, mm-hmm. and memory, and plays with them in such an awesome way. Essex County is, I mean, there are parts where I'm like, Jonathan, you can't cry reading this. You know in Blankets, did you cry reading Blankets? I did. Did you cry reading Blankets? No. I, myself, am emotionally devoid. And even I was like, oh, that's what crying is. I remember <laughs> that. I'm not going to do it, but I remember yeah. what that felt like. Uh, there are times reading Essex County where it's, it's been Blankets' level of emotion. And it looks like this might go there Right Plus you've got that added attraction of having Post-apocalyptic wasteland Yeah. Right. In a road story, like a journey you know, And a kid with antlers Which was cool, I'm really glad I picked this up hmm. Sweet Tooth by uh, Jeff Lemire Definitely get this, it's only a dollar Remember the dollar he was talking about? Yep He'd pay a dollar for comics, I'd buy that for a dollar I'd buy <laughs> that for a dollar There you go, buy that for a dollar Okay guys so far, so bad. We've gotten ourselves <laughs> to video games. Hey! Yes, we're all big fans of video games. You know, my ass has been playing this uh, Shadow Complex that Nara Williams told me about. Phenomenal. Is it? What is it? Guys, it is the closest I've found to the old 2D Metroid, where you're just kind of running yeah, through a right. map, getting acquiring w- weapons. Does it get redundant like some of those games got redundant? Yeah. They've but it's kept, entertaining they, the entire Yeah, time. it's badass. The controls are amazing. The graphics are amazing. They're using this 3D Unreal Engine to tell a 2D story. It's awesome. 
I'm having yeah. so much fun playing Shadow Complex. But the news this week, of course, is PAX. In Seattle. In we Seattle. Have to keep talking about Seattle. Yeah. PAX is going on. You're starting to get all sorts of things coming out of it's PAX. It's kind of crazy about PAX. Like, PAX, when I was up in Seattle, of when it started, it was in, like, one ballroom in the convention center. And now it's out. No, it was in uh, Bellevue. In the Bellevue Convention Center, which is even smaller than the Seattle Convention Center, but now it's so huge that it can't even fit in the Seattle Convention wow. Center. And like every, it's the destination now. Like I have so many friends who are in the video game industry who are now up in Seattle doing the paxing. It's bigger than, yeah, which uh, is crazy that these guys who make an online comic awesome. has has made so done so well. So guys, at PAX, they don't really do huge announcements at PAX, but what they do do is they let you play some. Mm -hmm. You know, going into fall when you're all getting in for what you're going to put under your Christmas tree, um, we've got GTA 4, this this Gay Tony game coming out, The Ballad of Gay Tony. They released that that trailer. Yeah. I'm down. I'm I'm looking forward to being back in Liberty City. It's like home to me. Uh, the other thing is You start finding out More about Left 4 Dead and, and Left 4 Dead 2 We know that Left 4 Dead Has a brand new uh, uh, Scenario coming out Brand new chapters coming out yeah. I'm excited to play through that mm -hmm. Okay um, I'm playing a little more more 360 So try me again If you want to play Dead Air With me in Left 4 Dead Send me an email Let's play I really want to play That storyline I don't want to play it by myself Because it's scary uh, But <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2 Have you seen this new character The jockey No There's a zombie Have you seen this Gilmore No A zombie that rides a zombie No it's a zombie This little guy with huge oh. hands He jumps on your back You lose control of your character He's controlling your character That's fantastic A little guy named the jockey He jumps on your back Does he insert something in you Or I don't know what he does He, he just grabs you riding crap. Whatever You're, you, now, you now need your teammates To shoot the guy off of you Right? Okay. Does he? We have a Halloween costume for next year. Yeah. <laughs> Gilmore's going to jump on Ben, and then we got it. A boomer. A, yeah. A, a jockey. jockey riding a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> you guys could, should be Master Blaster. Master Blaster. You guys should run Who Bottle Town. Who runs Bottle yeah. Town? So, guys, mm. Left 4 Dead, we're getting pumped for Left 4 Dead, too. This, I mean, this month, really, I'm looking forward to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's, that's going to be my Yeah. Show. That's That's, I, I will I will save up money for that because at, that game was so good. At the same time, have you seen this Halo ODST ad that came don't out? Care. The live action one. You don't care? Don't care. I saw this ad. It kind of got me interested. In it kind of got me interested in getting my ass kicked again. I'm horrible at Halo. I'm. I mean, you guys know this if you played with me. I'm really bad at it's these It's a whole games. different game though. Now, it's like what you got yeah. only without all the cool superpowers. So you think I can jump in with my feet running? What do you do? Uh, Hit the, the ground with my feet running? Oh no! You can do it. You know what's gonna happen? I'm just gonna end up getting my ass kicked again. So I'm thinking about the Halo DST, knowing I'm gonna get Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and then looking forward, October. There's only one game for me. Brutal Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel the sensation. You're making my nipples hard right now. On top of that. Now you've got November, December, where the shit really starts hitting the fan. Left 4 Dead 2 with this jockey. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'll I will buy it and I will play it for exactly I probably about two days because that's the way I did with Left 4 Dead. Who are, uh -huh. you, gonna, who are you gonna play with? Hmm? Who are you gonna play with on your PS3? Uh, I'll probably get it on Steam because that's where yeah. everyone's been adding PC, me. Yeah. So many people have added me since I did this Boomer's Day off. Like oh, I yeah? have so many Steam Could people, you. and like every every week I probably have about five people adding me. That's great. And five a week. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, they always whenever Steam co pops on <laughs> on my computer, they're like, "There's there's a couple people that are like, you want to play Left 4 Dead? I don't own <laughs> Left 4 Dead.'" 
You want to play Left 4 Dead? I don't own Left 4 Dead. I'm sorry, guys. If you're wow. such, uh, guys, that kind of makes you suck, though. You ben, should. guys, yeah, if I you're should. such a fan of Benjamin's acting and his career and his in his starving artist persona, buy him Left 4 Dead, please. He spent all his money on the old LucasArts catalog. That which is what I would do yes. if I had Steam. If, yeah. I didn't, if I had Steam, I would totally get the old LucasArts uh-huh. catalog. I want to play Loom again. I'd play the fucking I miss, dig. There's, Dude, there's, news, so good. there's news that Telltale Games wants to kind of... Uh, the rumor is that they kind of want to start exploring, uh, expanding the Loom universe. And you know that in the that original cool. Loom, there were supposed to be two more games yes, afterwards. Yes, there was. We got one out of three. Mm-hmm. So and I, we'll I also want to have them expand on the Zack McCracken universe. Zack McCracken. I would love to play Willie Beamish again this year yeah. again. Um, guys, so whole, Halo ODST. Uh, the ad got me pumped. I thought that was so well made. Um, Why? Just the filmmaking of it. I mean, it's a story. Of this kid. Is it Blumkamp? No, I mean this kid. No, no, it's this other dude who who did some some other stuff for. Uh, I think he did like a Wolverine trailer. He did some other uh, video Just video game related that trailer. Question on the forums. But yeah, well, I mean that, that's where I'm getting my information. The Geekscape forums where I get my knowledge, bro. Bro, bro. Geekscape, Come on, bro. guys. Come Geekscape's on, bro. where I get my knowledge, bro. I'm that's only I'm, I'm only as up to date as you guys are, man. With Michael Talbo who posts shit all over the forums. <laughs> it's not Talbot. I, don't I always know, thought it was Talbot. Why would you go with Talbot? I thought it was Talbot. Talbot. I thought it was a, hey, my, hey, That's my, a word, Talbot. Hey, Michael. Yes, you. yes. Hello, I'm drinking my tea and crumpets. Uh, Michael in the UK. Is it? It's Talbot. Well, no, it's Talbot. No, if he was French, it would be Talbot. Yeah, okay. But that's not, isn't that a French last name? Yeah, well, it, I don't no, know if it's a last name. You don't name, say Duquesne, o- you say Duquesne. Yeah, I do actually do say Duquesne. But I said Duquesne. 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 Uh So, guys, <laughs> while we're mispronouncing stuff, I'm looking forward to that. The other game I'm looking forward to, I gotta tell you, Super Mario Brothers Wii. That was yeah, so much fun to play. Uh, yeah, that was so remember much fun E3? to play. Remember E3? Yeah. Do you remember E3? Um, <laughs> Brian didn't go to E3. Sorry, I got it for you. Guys, I don't even know what to say to that. Speaking of employment, I got to tell you guys straight up, the Hollywood outdoor cinema we've been talking about, its season is over. But Ryan and I are still talking about doing monthly screenings. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, thanks to some of you and a lot of uh, LA people, our Shaun of the Dead screening was such a success. It was huge. I was there. Yeah, hell yeah. That's how big it was. We got a couple was. write-ups in the newspaper. Columbia Pictures wrote us and said, do you guys want to do something for Zombieland coming out at the end of this month? We said, movie of course. Looks so movie looks great. It comes out October 2nd. Looks awesome. So we're talking about September 30th. That's a Wednesday. In LA, breaking the world record of the biggest zombie walk ever. We're going to need over 4,000 zombies to walk from, I think, the Palladium to Man's Chinese. We're still confirming it. We have a, oh, a meeting. That's we great. have a meeting this week. We're going to try and get 4,000 zombies there on a Wednesday to walk. That's good. That's where I work. That's it's going to be huge. So we, we're going to need your help, guys. We've got to break this world record, okay? So What keep, you mean is we got to beat Seattle. we got to beat... Ryan holds, Ryan holds the record in Seattle, yeah. but Ryan and I are trying to beat his record here in L.A. I figure we got some people from San Francisco. we got some people from Orange County, people from San Diego, L.A., Come out here September 30th. We got to break this thing. So check Geekscape for more information on that. All right? Yeah. I'm getting the blink, which means that we're on the brink. We got to end this show. Ben, you guys can check them out at geekscape.net. Come in and visit us. I will. I, I try to come back out to the forums. I miss you guys. Brian Gilmore, you're phenomenal. 
we'll see you guys on geekscape.net go check out our website and also follow me on twitter jonathan london that's where you can get some information and that's that become a fan of ours on facebook all right jonathan is sitting naked playing games that's his twit. That's, that's, uh, that's how, that's how he say, tweets. Ben's great at forming sentences. <laughs> <laughs> is it Talbo or Talbot? It's, it's Talbot. Talbot. There is no reason it would be Talbo. What do you if think? he's like, mysterious, she's got to be more sophisticated. If, if he's he mysterious, his name is Talbo. What is your name, sir? I'm Michael Talbo. Takes off part of Takes his out face. a fucking rapier. <laughs> Takes out a rapier and starts just fucking musketeering your ass. What does that mean? Musketeering yeah, your he's, ass? He's then he's definitely French at that point. Oh, yeah. Then he would be Talbot. If, yeah. yeah. Michel Talbot. Michel Talbot. Michel I was just watching. Michel Talbot. It's not Mike. It's Mike. Uh, was that Road Trip or Euro Trip? Just rewatched that the other we day. We didn't watch. I never watched Euro Trip. What yep. are you? You're doing watching Euro. You need a second job, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, one eight hundred dentist. Hey, uh, thank you for calling one eight hundred dentist. This, this is Benjamin. Is How can I help you today? Hi, this is a Tory. Hey, this is Big Yanks. Hey, what's up? This is Will A from DC. Hey, sorry, Geekscape. I haven't been around for a while. I've been too busy rewatching Euro Trip. <laughs> 